Welcome to the Salvatry Show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the podcast and the YouTube channel. Sal Vetri here, and today we're going to be talking about one big piece, one big domino to fall, as many did in the NFL, and that's Tom Brady today. Someone that's been a problem for the media and, and been a talking point and a reason why I skipped through a lot of podcasts as of late because not much sports going on, not much going on in the NFL at all over the offseason, a lot less than usual, until the last two days of free agency kicking off franchise tags, all these different things, the exclusive tags. So now, you get the domino finally falling. It was Colin Coward who I believe officially reported at first that it was down between the Chargers and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and it ended up being the Tampa Bay Buccaneers indeed where Tom Brady is going to be going. But there's a problem here. Not only if you are a real-life sports fan, not only if you are a fan of fantasy sports, daily fantasy sports, I don't really see the issue in terms of how this is this is going to be beneficial for the Bucs in, in any regard. So um, let's just start with the fact that the clear fact that's going to be stated throughout the media a while now in that Tom Brady is a 43-year-old quarterback. Uh, well, he 42 right now, will be 43 once the season starts. And you have Jameis Winston entering what you can call the prime of his career, coming off his 30 for 30, 30 touchdown, 30 interception year at 26 years old. But there's a lot of underlying stats, not only the fact that you can say it's a win now mindset for Tampa Bay, but I want to be a little bit clear here. Uh, win now mindsets does not mean go and get an aging in a, a quarterback that has fallen off a cliff in a lot of regards and has been dropping off in a lot of key statistical categories over the last three or four years and now putting him in a system that, that at least right now, by all accounts, does not anywhere near envision and model the system where he's been successful for the last couple of months and years and, and decades at this point. And it's not saying, oh, he's a system quarterback. No, it, it's saying that this is a player who was averaging last year 6.6 yards per attempt, a very important efficiency metric. That was 36 in the NFL. There's 32 teams in the NFL. So he was 36 in the NFL in that regard. Uh, 6.6 yards per attempt. That number has dropped the last four years. He's become a lot more, a lot less effective and efficient the last four years. That does not measure your overall offense that you're playing in. That measures you specifically as a quarterback and your efficiency, efficiency metrics. And a lot of that has to do with him throwing it short. It has to do with him being in a scheme that he goes through and throws to the line of scrimmage, throws to running backs. And Tampa Bay for the last two, three, four years has not had running backs that catch the ball in their backfield. They added DeRay Ogunbowale last year, and it did not really help too much. They used it a three-headed backfield in, in, in Tampa Bay. So you're getting an older quarterback, an aging quarterback who continuously over the last four years has become a lot less effective and efficient. You don't believe me just based on yards per attempt. It's not something you really buy into. Okay. He had 37 deep passes less than Jameis Winston last year, who led the league with 99. Fine. He threw a lot of pick sixes. He threw a lot of interceptions, Jameis. So you actually had to throw the ball more downfield. Okay. That makes a lot of sense to me. 1,023 less air yards is what Tom Brady had than Jameis Winston last year. Again, you can say, okay, they're forcing to throw the ball. But from a fantasy perspective, you need them to throw the ball downfield. Jameis throwing interceptions and a quarterback throwing interceptions actually matters. And Jameis has the arm talent to make up for that in terms of a fantasy football aspect. If you're talking about a long-term upside with the offense that you have on the outside and Mike Evans, Chris Godwin in the slot, whoever you're going to pick up and, and replace a Bashad Perriman out on the right side, it's going to be really hard for Tom Brady to excel in a system, in a system where there's not really any pass catching Running backs, again, 37 less deep passes and over 1,000 less air yards than Winston last year. Uh, that's not great. He was 13th in the NFL last year, Brady, with 62 deep passes. You had Jameis Winston touching right around the top five in that department. It's a similar offensive line as well, unless obviously we're going to see potentially some adjustments being made. But right last year, you had uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers finishing around 10th in offensive line rating for pass blocking. Same exact thing for the New England Patriots. Now you have a situation where you have a mobile quarterback and the mobile quarterback becoming much more important, especially as time goes on. Jameis Winston last year was in the top eight with 250 rushing yards and a lot of those scrambles, yes, but also some design runs. 
We all know Tom Brady's just going to have his QB sneaks, and that's not his game at all. But that's another reason why you really, really need the importance of having some sort of variety in your running game, especially uh, from a quarterback, especially when you're having a, a situation that you have no pass catching running backs, and that's your kind of escape route is your mobile quarterback. Tom Brady doesn't have that. He doesn't have the short checkdowns to rely on now. Maybe they change this a little bit, but it's a little bit worrisome. 58th under pressure last year out of all quarterbacks. There's 32 starting quarterbacks in the league. 58th went under pressure last year. That's not great at all. You have a situation here that it's not good, what you're seeing in terms of the efficiency metrics. It makes complete sense for Tom Brady to go to Florida somewhere warm um, to get paid finally later in his career. So from a Tom Brady individual standpoint, no, I love the guy. He's been fantastic. He is a, a legend. He is the GOAT. You can call him whatever you want at this point, but He's been fantastic. He deserves everything that's coming his way. From a standpoint of how this affects fantasy, it ruins everything on the Bucks, in my opinion. It at least makes them worse than last year. You're not going to have that upside out of an offense, in my opinion, when you're going to have to model it totally different and not have it as explosive and downfield as it was last year. Again, a thousand yard air yard difference. Uh, not great. Now you can argue with me that more drives get kept alive because of the fact that you're going to have Tom Brady not throwing interceptions as many 30 as Winston did last year. But I'd also argue with you that either way, it's not going to pan out that it's going to be all that great. It was a catch up mode. It was a Jameis Winston having to throw more passes downfield, especially when they're trailing things like that. When you're talking from a real life perspective, this is where the main problem gets him with the title and the thumbnail of this video. In by all accounts, at least in my opinion, yes, you had a great defense in Tampa Bay. Maybe you think the Super Bowl experience and the most winning quarterback in the history of Tom Brady is going to get you there with the weapons that you have. But it seems just more so as if it's something for the general management and the owners to get people in their seats. Jameis Winston's an exciting player. Yes, he throws interceptions. That's what makes him exciting at this point is you don't really know what to do or what to expect anytime he's throwing the ball. When week one kicks off, Tom Brady's going to be 43 years old. He's, he's declining over the last five years in almost every single key statistical category, and now he's going into an offense that is not really fit for his purposes right now. Yes, I do believe that the Tampa Bay Bucks do think that Tom Brady, Tom Brady does give them a chance to win. I personally believe he's a downgrade from Jameis Winston, not only in real life, but obviously fantasy football. It's a situation that I think this is a problem. I think that whoever landed Tom Brady this year, whether it was going to be Oakland, whether it was going to be the Chargers over in there, they actually have upside to try and get to the playoffs, in my opinion, with, this, with the players that they have, signing Eckler, all that stuff, big moves, um, offensive line upgrades, things like that. But uh, for at least the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, this seems more like a put fans in the seats type of upgrade than anything else in a division that is going to be difficult to compete in. So it's a situation that I think there is a problem here. And I guess the, the overarching problem is that this was a downgrade for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And if you disagree with me, you can let me know. I mean, just based on the upside of Jameis long-term, based on the upside of Jameis next year compared to 43-year-old Tom Brady, give me 26-year-old Jameis Winston. Yes, coming off of a 30 interception year. And we do have a long track record of guys who throw a lot of interceptions just out of college when they're young. They usually can't shake that off. But it's something that you have a very small sample size with. You have guys that are going out there like Josh Freeman and getting two years to try and do it in this exact same team with Tampa Bay and those types of things. So I think there's a problem here. I think this is a complete downgrade in all aspects of the quarterback position in Tampa Bay if you're considering going from Jameis Winston to 43-year-old Tom Brady at this point. I also think that there's a really strong chance that the Patriots just told Tom Brady, hey, we don't want you. Um, we're not going to say that we're cutting you. We're not going to say that we're parting ways. We're going to get this phrase so that you want to leave here, something like that. A little bit of a save face for Tom Brady himself. They probably, I mean, it's Bill Belichick. This is a guy who cuts all the aging players at the specific positions where they start to drop off a cliff. And I mean, I'm sure he's seen it the last two years out of Brady, especially last year when it just comes to completion percentage, especially when under pressure, again, 58th in the league. Terrible. I'm sure there was something talks behind closed doors of, hey, we, we are going to move on. 
we're going to phrase this in a way that it looks like you're moving on and then you can go wherever you want. And Tom Brady probably said at that point, all right, I got one or two more years left here. I'm going to go stay in sunny California or sunny Florida as long as I can. So um, it seems to be something of a little bit of a safe face here. I'm happy for Brady to get paid. I do think this was a big downgrade and I just hope that the guys in Chris Gallman and Mike Evans can continue to eat out there. They will, but now I think that their ceilings, at least in terms of how I'll be ranking them for season long, both in PPR aspects as well as um, just full standard league, I'll probably be knocking them down a little bit. They're still top end receivers, but that's the problem with this Tom Brady signing. It's a downgrade in my opinion. It's a seat booster in tickets and local economy. So there you go a little bit, uh, but I believe it, it, it's overall going to end up being a problem for Tampa Bay and something that they might actually regret depending on where Jameis lands. Thank you for tuning into this video and the podcast. Going to be pumping out a lot of season-long content, a lot of free agency content, tons of stuff to come out from the fantasy and just overall sports world. If you appreciate and you enjoyed this content, please do hit the subscribe button. Let me know in the comments what you think about it. And you can follow me on Twitter at SalVetriDFS. Thank you, everybody. I appreciate you tuning into this one. And peace out, gang. Have a great rest of your day. And I'll see you in the next one. I hope you enjoyed that podcast. And before you go, if I can get you to subscribe and follow the podcast, download a few if you wish. But if you enjoyed this podcast, if you can please subscribe, helps me out, helps support it. So thank you so much. And I will see you in the next one.